welcome to a seasonal version of the Think Tank podcast. It's seasonal in the sense that we've got... It's uh, autumn, some, summer. Yep. This, this, this is the sound of a secret Santa. Not, not mine, obviously, because um, mine's not wrapped. We're obviously going to talk about where <laughs> it is. It is wrapped. Amazon wrapped Amazon it. Wrapped in an, in an Amazon box. You. Yeah. Right. Subtle. It really, really adds to the secret aspect. Um, well, we're obviously going to talk about Brexit, which we probably might do for Christmas for the next 50 years. Yeah, imagine. Uh, we've got a few things to talk about. The withdrawal of the vote in Parliament last week, which we've probably forgotten about now. There's that. It's a long time ago. The vote of confidence in Theresa May's leadership, and then we're going to have a little chat about what's changed, if anything, over the last tumultuous seven days. So, numero uno, there was supposed to be a vote last Tuesday. Yes. In the House of Commons on what? What's to finally, it was to finally get this whole Brexit malarkey sorted, wasn't it? So, we were, so the whole point is that Theresa May. In the summer, she put forward her proposals to the cabinet at Chequers. They're thence known as the Chequers deal. This seems so long ago now. Obviously, this is in itself um, two years, or best part of, wait a second, a year and a quarter after the original withdrawal agreement. So, the original notification of Article 50, I should say. So, um, this is the vote that was finally going to happen about Theresa May's deal with the EU, which had been finalised with the EU, 508 pages or whatever it was. It's going to Parliament, it's going to be discussed. However, it was inevitable that it would not pass because there were not simply not enough Conservatives on side. Now, the deal itself, Labour won't vote for it because, like virtually no deal possibly could, it doesn't meet Labour's six tests. <laughs> the Lib Dems weren't going to vote for it, apart from one of them who's resigned the whip because they're generally pro-European. The SNP were never going to vote for it because it doesn't give any special status to Scotland in the way that it does to Northern Ireland. The DUP won't vote for it because it does give special status to Northern Ireland and they don't want special status to Northern Ireland in the sense of the, the much-discussed backstop. So there simply weren't enough people in Parliament to vote for it because there are something like, well, some number of Conservatives aligned with the European Research Group group of Conservative MPs who don't like the deal because they think... It is too. Um, it gives too many concessions to Europe, so they they don't like it. They want to, they want to go for a, as they call it, a WTO Brexit or a, or what everyone else is referring to as a No Deal Brexit. So the vote, which was going to go ahead, it looked like it was going to be lost by the government by quite a large number. People were calling saying that it might be the biggest um, defeat by a government in something like a hundred years. Now defeats of this government aren't necessarily unusual because they lost three votes in one day the week before this uh, and they'd also been held in contempt of parliament which is um, I think a first ever at the time a government's been held in contempt of parliament for not releasing the legal advice so Theresa May on the day of the vote pulled the vote they had been banjaxed by by this level of opposition and they chose to pull the vote it was very very sort of heated debate in parliament about it um, people were very, very unhappy. We, they don't. When we still don't know exactly when it's going to be, people have said about the twenty-first of, of January being the potential day for it to be, to to, to happen. Uh, Theresa May went back to Europe to try and get more um, more concessions or clarification, as I think she called it. Um, she had a quite tense standoff with Jean Claude Juncker, who's the president of the European Commission. Um, lots of European leaders, like Macron and like Mark Rutter of the Netherlands and like Angela Merkel, um, have all said, "Sorry, we can't do anything." Um, so the, this, this has resulted in a not good situation for Theresa May. It, it, these negotiations have not gone well. And obviously the other thing it resulted in was in 
a vote of uh, an a, sorry a no confidence vote from her own MPs in a, or an attempted no confidence vote. Before we go on to that, should we talk about this stuff more, or does, does that all make this sense? This is now Christmas time now. Brilliant. I mean, that took a long time, but like, so basically, there was going to be a vote on what we do over Brexit. There wasn't a vote over over Brexit, and now we don't know what we're doing over Brexit. Well, the vote was on how we leave Brexit, how we leave the EU. The yeah. EU. It wasn't even about anything else. It was just the leaving. So the de- that's the thing, isn't it? The, the actual deal with the EU that, the, that governs this our is like deal one of yeah. several. Just the leaving bit, and it's already taking a long time. Yeah, but this, this is well, it's because no? this is the bit where fantasy collides with the reality, isn't it? Because people have been promising different forms of Brexit to different people for the last three plus years, and now Brexit actually takes a physical shape. And if you are someone who's been promising the Brexit is going to be a particular way, and your version of reality doesn't coincide with this version of reality, like like the Boris Johnson and Jacob Rees-Mogg's of this world, who have a very set idea of what they want, then you can't vote for it because this is completely alien to what you've you've been putting in, forward. In her defence in the House of Commons, when she was defending her deal, she that, that was her message to Jacob Rees-Mogg and people, which is, if you want Brexit, this is Brexit. This is what it is. If you reject this, the, the danger is that you don't have your Brexit. This is Brexit. This is what I've spent two years negotiating. Um, that's it. Take it or leave it. But the Jacob Rees-Mogg's of this world want a no-deal Brexit, don't they? I don't know. Do they Jeremy want... Hunt was in the paper saying that the, the no-deal Brexit would be the greatest thing that we could get. He's, talk, he's talking to the Conservative membership when he says that. He's saying we would thrive outside the Maybe. EU. This is thrive. him lining himself up to be future leader of the party in the country. So, yeah. so she didn't have the old vote, uh, delayed it. So you said the date of January the 21st, which is... Is that a common thing, to, to give up votes that you're not going to lose? I don't think is it's that, that happened. Oh. In, in, in the moment. Well, so, so governments, governments, sneaky, no? governments um, won't put bills forward that they know they're going to lose. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. that's because the whips calculate, don't they? They go, oh, well, this is how many, so we're not going to put it forward. But to actually have it and then to pull it on the day yeah, is, a, is a tremendous sign of weakness. And you know she doesn't have a, she doesn't have a majority in general, but certainly doesn't have a majority on this. I suppose a, an, an interesting um, point about one of those bills that you're talking about is the Conservatives for a long time wanted to put forward a British Bill of Rights to replace the Human Rights Act, and that was one of the re- it was a really strong thing they were pushing for a long time because they don't like the Human Rights Act. They think it's too strong. I think it gives too many rights to criminals. They, that's one of their sort of that was one of their been one of their key ideas. It was it mooted under Cameron, and it was it further mooted under. There was a lot of mooting, and so effect, effectively they, they they wanted to do it, and then they realised there weren't votes in Parliament for it, and it just never even came to the floor. It was never going to get close. So this is one where there was the vote scheduled for it, and it's been withdrawn. So that's what's so unusual about it. Not that there wasn't a vote, but that it was scheduled and then taken away. She's going to have it by the twenty first of Jan. Allegedly. Well, apparently. But if, if she does that and then loses, that just cuts the amount of time. This is what's, what's the significance of the 21st of January? That's date. the latest she could possibly hold it, I think. Right. Um, so th- this is... I mean, most people are saying that this is brinksmanship by Theresa May. High stakes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the, the, her, yeah. So because whatever brinksmanship fails, means, she is... Then there's, yeah. it's just no deal. So people no will... My, minds will be sharpened by the proximity of that date to Brexit. You know, that'll be, what, 
68 days from the actual withdrawal or something like that, something not very okay. much. So, 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 the, so the votes didn't happen. It's theoretically going to happen before January, um, but the response of the Brexiteers and the Conservative Party uh, was to um, go for a vote of no confidence in the leader. They needed 48 letters. We've been joking around this for a few months now about the fact that they keep sort of saying Andrew Bridgen and people are saying we've got it, and then they haven't. But they did. They got the 48 uh, signatures, 15% of the Tory MPs required to trigger that vote. No <coughs> she came out then, like real sassy, which was like, well, I should be in Dublin today negotiating a better agreement for you, but I'm going to stay here now and have this election in my leadership. And then sort of turn around and head I'm sure they're saying she was fairly sort of unsassy and that she went she, she went home at 10 o'clock or something. She's like, I'm not, I'm not staying here to, to convince you all. Depends what I'm going home. Definition of sassy is, I think that's... No, Isn't the problem that sassy is utterly meaningless? No, we're having a discussion about its meaning now. No, but that's what I mean. So, so on the sassometer, yeah. the sassometer yeah. of the scale. Uh, I'll go middle. But, over, but over, well over a third of Conservative MPs voted uh, voted against. I think thirty eight percent voted against her leadership. And 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 the, and the issue is that a large number of the ones that voted for her of the two hundred are what's known as the payroll vote. Which means that, those, in other words, ministers, junior ministers, who are obliged to support the government and the prime minister because they are in the government, they're not backbenchers. So a large number of those was actually people who automatically had to support her. So, so it, it, this, there's yeah. a question here of how big a problem is it? So she won it, 200 votes to 117. Handily. Handily, in the words of Miss Pinder. But less handily than one would wish because... Tim Shipman was on radio saying that he thought it would be around 85 to 90 people opposed to her. So, I mean, mm. if we think about that, um, we're talking, you know, 230-odd to, to 80-odd would be <coughs> a trouncing. I mean, that's only a few more than the actual 48 that sent it. But 117 is a very significant portion. There's also rumours that, that apparently the, the cab- basically people were saying that at least two cabinet ministers actually voted yeah. against because it's uh, a secret ballot. So even yeah. though the stuff I just said about the so-called payroll vote matters, you yeah. could still vote against and no one would actually know. There's also a non-payroll vote, isn't there? Because there's uh, PPS rolls which are non-paid, but they're it's essentially it's a ministerial role in yeah. Albert name. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. The payroll vote thing is not it's not like the idea that they're being paid and have to support. It's just that they're members of the government. This is a, an interesting thing for a minority government or a government with a very small majority, which is that when you've been in government for a while, and quite a few people have been in governmental roles, either junior ministerial roles or ministerial roles or PBS roles, and then left due to certain ideological differences with with the party. Or does scandal. It, does it, yeah, or scandal, yeah, exactly. Does it not get much harder to form your government and to keep your government stable because there are fewer incentives to offer yeah. to the people that you want to have on side. So, for example, if you are a new MP in in at the last election or whatever, and you have not had your you've not got a long checkered history with the party in Parliament with voting for and against things at the, the wrong times and things like that, the, the government could induce you very easily to vote to stay loyal to them and not and make the right noise and say, well, there's a junior ministerial post coming up. You might be in, you yeah. know, you might be good for that. But is it harder now that they've been in power for? eight years yeah. to do that. But it's also harder because there might have been people elected in 2005, 2010 who have never had a ministerial role and have stayed on the back benches and are kind of frustrated and angry that they've never had a promotion. Mm. So it might be harder from that point of view but too. I think you're also looking at through uh, 
the prism of conventional wisdom, but unfortunately, Brexit breaks. I need to change my glasses. They're the, my glasses are the glasses of conventional <laughs> wisdom. But unfortunately, <coughs> there is no such thing as convention when it comes to Brexit, and sadly, maybe there's not much to say for wisdom either. In normal circumstances, there's a strong case of saying mm. Theresa May should be stepping down because she's lost the support of her party. But Theresa May is not going to be leaving number 10 lightly, is she? She's going to be kind of dragged out. Uh, mm. She's going to fight to the end. If she won yeah. it by one vote, she'd stay there. But right. she's already also taking the hit for them, isn't she? Like, who's going to step up? To exactly. no one can fix this between now and March. Yeah. So and let Theresa May go down with the ship and, and then replace her. Exactly. And what's the point in offering promotions to people? Because they they know, frankly, they could be pretty short lived. Because there's a strong chance by Easter there's either been a general election or a change of leader, and therefore any promise from May's government is is kind of meaningless. And and Brexit is such a divisive and partisan issue. People are prepared to vote in a way which might see them trigger, you know, elections, votes in a conference. But Brexit is bigger than any sort of parliamentary kind of manoeuvring in the short term, isn't it? For a lot of and her, her authority also seeps away because she's had to promise that she won't stand as the Tory leader in the next general election. So she said, "I'll well, go." Well, the next official election. She was a bit hazy. Really. That was that Inter- was the um, that was the thing that did for both Blair and Cameron, though, wasn't it? They both had their their credibility undermined by the fact that they yeah. that it, it was clear that they weren't going to be staying on yeah. uh, any longer. So I think the, yeah. Mer- Merkel's also now she's stepping down with years to go. That seems like a, a crazy yeah. long resignation. That's a very Merkel yeah, thing to do, though, isn't it? I will go. She's also quite imperial compared to Theresa May, isn't she? Well, yeah, but like imperial I've, I've known, yeah. you know, oh. I've known diminutive. 14 year olds who are more imperial than Theresa May so right now her power is not exactly strong in her in her party no. or in cabinet or in the country I also think it was yeah. not a good look and for this uh, vote that the party whip had been withdrawn from, from two conservative MPs over sexual misconduct allegations and they were allowed back in to, to try and bolster yeah, her vote dodgy, you know, which yeah. is yeah. not a good look the other side of this is that the Conservative Party rules now mean that if there is a vote of no confidence in the leader and she succeeds, there cannot be another vote of no confidence in the leader for 12 months. And when and we, people keep comparing back to Margaret Thatcher, because Margaret Thatcher made a no, vote, faced a vote of no confidence, which she yeah. won, but then stood down because cabinet ministers went to see her and said, you've not won by enough, you need to stand down. The difference here is that the rules now state that there has to be 12 months now. So Theresa May, despite all of this, can now, can she not say to people like Jacob Rees-Mogg, get lost, you've had your go, you got it wrong, I'm immune now for 12 months, she's like a, she's like a cool video game character with a shield on, and she can just go super fast and bash everyone out of the way, and knock through things, and fall through things, and She would have die. a lot more support if she, if she had a cool shield. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she can be like the Sonic the Hedgehog of the Tory party. <laughs> but that's true, isn't it? She's still, she's got that Prickly. A bloody difficult woman, as Ken Clark called her. Yeah. But again, that might play to her strengths. And also, on the plus side for her, the opinion poll by YouGov over the weekend put the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> put the Conservatives four points ahead of the Labour Party on 40% to Labour's 36%. Okay? I, so one of, you know, and, and, and the other thing, the third thing for her is that that footage that appeared over the weekend of her with Jean-Claude Juncker, where she's giving him a bit of a dressing down because he called her nebulous... Um, where apparently Google searches for what does nebulous mean spiked <laughs> but the point is 
she was giving him a bit of a dressing down. The Conservatives have gone up in the polls. She's now shielded from people like Bridget and Reese Mogg and Boris Johnson and all that kind of stuff. Is there an argument that she's now free and freer to get this done? I, I just think the polls are likely, until Brexit is settled, to be abject nonsense. That's nonsense. I just, I, they might I, not I, tell I, us who's, who's actually... I, 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 but I, what I'm saying is I think they could... We talk about margins of error being three... But I think they could be considerably more out than that, because just because if the, if an election occurred tomorrow, you'd find that parties' viewpoints would have to become very, very set. A Conservative Party that was settled on the May deal would, by definition, be less popular amongst Brexit voters, who still comprise somewhere between 45 and 55 percent of the population, according to other polls. <laughs> if those, those, so. It, it would still have to settle on one of those versions of Brexit. And those Brexit voters are split between those two concepts. So, uh, fundamentally, the, the manifesto would have to say we're doing one or the other. And those voters would have to make a decision. And Labour's voters would have to make a decision about whether the la- Labour's policies... OK, I agree, but I'm talking about her. Right. And, you know, one, one, a party le- one of the greatest skills of a party leader is to be able to appear to be above party politics. So, one, one of Tony Blair's greatest gifts was... He, you know, a lot of the Labour <coughs> Party hated Tony Blair, but, but that was a boon for him because it enabled him to look as if he was above party politics, that he wasn't a partisan figure. And Theresa May's opportunity here is to do just that, isn't it? To try and rise above all of that and get the public on her side. Well, that's who she's been speaking to. So we talk about who, when we hear these politicians speak, we work out who the audience is. And Jeremy Hunt's audience of late has been the Conservative membership when he speaks. But Theresa May has come up with a deal which is. A kind of soft, remainy type of deal, isn't it? It keeps the economic union. That's why it's been criticised by the ERG. But actually, you could argue there's probably a lot of public support going up. Just get it over and done with. Let's leave and make it the softest landing possible and we can just move on to dealing with NHS, housing, we'll, we'll fix. We'll fix these things that you want later, further down the line. Let's, let's just leave this deal, get it done. And then the things you want, yes, they're not here, but doesn't mean you can't have them but the th- out of the three brexit options that currently are most commonly articulated it is the least popular of the three of a no deal brexit. Mean by popular of the of the on on polling between of the of the second referendum no deal brexit may's deal may's deal comes out consistently third of those okay. three okay well let's think then but what's next then so what 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 has changed nothing hang on no mm. Ther- theresa may is proved She's fended off her party a little bit, no? Well, they they basically after the weekend, and people some people were saying if they'd if they'd waited three or four days to have the leadership vote, it might not have gone the way it went, because then the negotiations that she did in Europe with wanting clarification didn't exactly go well. So people have been the stuff I've been reading anyway has been suggesting that Theresa May's position was actually pretty weak after those my days. sense is that the that the second referendum idea has moved more center stage than it was previously mm. um, and i feel a little bit like it's like the it's like the escape valve so if you you know parliament just can't agree it literally can't agree there is no majority for any of the options and in that case then a second referendum is is like the escape valve isn't it that, that's the way to make the judgment because I was always very nervous about a second referendum because it would look like you were saying to people who voted leave that we, we don't believe you, you're idiots, 
we need to do this instead. But it feels now it's like the second referendum is the only way to mm. get to the next phase. Because Parliament isn't agreeing. And Theresa May, I know, is, is actually, isn't Theresa May saying today that she thinks a second referendum is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea? But in the Sunday papers, in the background, Gavin Barwell, is he the chief whip? Yeah. No, Julian, what's his face? No, he's the uh, chief of staff. Because he, he lost his seat, didn't he, in 2017? Yeah. Um, it looks like behind the scenes, number 10 is preparing for a second referendum or looking at it. But Theresa May is still saying that she's dead against it. But of course, Theresa May is very happy to say she's dead against things and then change her mind later. And also, she can say, well, it's not my fault. It's, I, I don't want a second referendum, but we have no choice because Parliament, she can blame Parliament for not reaching the yeah. agreement. I mean, b- this time last week, there were four <coughs> likely outcomes. Deal, May's deal, no deal, people's vote, general election, most likely triggered by a vote of confidence, and no, no confidence in the government. I don't see how anything has changed in that regard. They are still the four outcomes. Uh, the decision's been delayed. Can you see anything else? Yeah, I, can. I, th- I think that the, the chance of a general election has gone down because um, time? Why hasn't you, time and why haven't Labour moved on it? Because they so don't want to make this One decision. of the things that I said before the podcast that we need to clarify is that there's two types of vote of no confidence here. Mm. There is the Conservative Party's vote of no confidence in its leader, Theresa May, which they've done, which required 48 signatures and then a vote. There is also the opposition can table a vote of no confidence in the government, and if they win that vote by a simple majority, the government falls and there's a general election. The, um, the question is, why hasn't Labour called that? And the answer is, because they don't know if they'll succeed or not. There's, a, there's this hilarious thing that very pro-Corbyn people keep doing, which is that, why can't you see that Jeremy Corbyn's playing the long game? Why can't you see? As if he's got this kind of weird kind yeah. of sixth sense and he's just sort of feeling his way around this and we can't see he's his greater three purpose. Dimensional he's playing 3D he's chess. He's playing 3D chess. He's like a student, isn't he? Why haven't you done any work for a year? I'm playing the long game. I'm not doing any work now. <laughs> but what I'm going to do... You just don't understand out. my work strategy. Yeah, we just That's the issue. But, but, but also, they might have a point. He just wants to get to March. He just wants to leave and then not have to deal with... But that's why, so that's why I think a general election, has got, uh, the chance has gone down. Um, I think the chance of no deal has actually gone down as well, because it's so clear that Parliament is against no deal as a whole. We said there's no majority for anything, but there's definitely a majority to avoid no deal. I know that's not a plan, yeah. but, but there's definitely a majority for that. So I think we are now, by process of elimination, in the deal or second referendum, and I, and I just wonder whether a second referendum that says... Remain our no deal. Uh, remain our deal. Okay. The, the leaving break, leaving the EU is this deal that Theresa May has got. There it is. You can have it, or you can remain in the EU. This then all becomes about timing and process. The last referendum took nine months to get through Parliament, yeah. and this is uh, when we've we've had a speaker in recently who work in the civil service who kind of talked us through the, the process behind this. If you're going to put a people's vote, say a referendum happens, we're looking at the new year, realistically, aren't we? At the earliest, they get round to legislating for it. They're going to have to push back and delay <coughs> leaving the European Union. So at the moment, we go at the end of March. So they would have to get all the EU countries to support that being extended. They have to kind of give us some sort of transition. Uh, no, they don't, because the court said that we can just rescind it at any point. But, but, so can, but that means we have to have a referendum before March. No, no, it doesn't. Because there's a transition period. Rescind leaving and then start it all up again. You can just uh, rip Article 50 up and then issue Article 50 again if you want. Oh, don't say that. That's so that's the cheats way of uh, paying Article the bill. Article 100. 
So if you don't want to pay to extend it, you go, ah, well, we'll just... Well, we'll we'll just not be in the EU, so we'll still be paying. So, so, we don't, paying so, so don't worry about getting the EU to extend the transition deadline, anything like that. Just say, right, we'll cancel Article 50, yeah. and then we... Like your Netflix, They're just cancel, us, so cancel your subscription. Yeah. Right, cancel Sky Sports over the summer when there's no football. Or your gym subscription or whatever, and then yeah, through, through the year. Why'd you cancel yeah. the summer? What, <laughs> 12 what, months, what, yeah. Go and watch it for the cricket. Yeah. It's the only thing I would watch. Yeah, I do the way around. I, I subscribe for the summer. Sorry, we've been, we've been distracted, haven't we? Uh, but I, I think we should have. I think that uh, I like Christmas, obviously, but Christmas Day would be much better if uh, if all the MPs went to Tesco and done a massive debate about it, and he just all and basically said, "Look, you've got to sort this by midnight on Christmas Day, or you can't leave Turkey, or you can't leave Minsk." That's what Vince Cable suggested, isn't it? Is it? He's, the, the, Lib, the, the Lib Dems have said we want to cancel Christmas. They've gone very Cromwell in their. <laughs> Their approach to this. Brilliant. I think more people should go Cromwell in their approach to this. It might sort the situation out. So anyway, all right. So there you go. So um, what? Bring the troops wait, in. Shut down Parliament. Is that right? I think. I think it's Secret Santa time. Is it Secret Santa time? Sure. Uh, oh. oh, who's wrapped so, that one? <laughs> oh, this is um, an Amazon box. No, it's Ooh. not. That's just how I wrapped it's it. Addressed to someone, but it's been. Is on the other side? It's open. No, no, oh. it says. Oh, who wrapped that? Oh, that's good. Oh, he's done that. <laughs> oh. This is a box. Oh, no, there's not many noisy oh, presents wow. here. That's that's a genuinely nice present, that. Yeah, that's, how, that that's how we were. Yeah. Did, that's yeah. whoever did that secret Santa rolls. The race against the stars. It combines my love of cycling and history and things that are kind of like Soviet. So the third year, <laughs> yeah, I love nice. a Jamie Corbyn based present, which is a lovely framed, kind of arty, cool retro Corbyn poster. I like it a lot. Thank you to Santa. Oh, I have not done mine. Let's find out what it is. I have the I feel, biography. It feels like um, it feels mug like. Hang on, I don't It says radical on the box. And mug. Santa knows you. Uh, for, for the radical mug in your life. <laughs> hey. Right, let's see. Oh, thanks. The world was banjaxed by that, by that joke. What does it say? No man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of a union. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less. John Dunn. Well, that's a very nice, positive kind of present. I like that. That talks me... Britain down. Yeah, stop talking Britain down. Sorry, right, now. I've, I've got a book, Why We Get the Wrong Politicians by Isabel Hardman. I just opened it on the page, and the first word I read is uh, Greg Scottie's Rolls. It really cheered me up. I love Should we go and get one now? That yeah. one, uh, There's no Greg's in Oxford, you know. <laughs> of course there isn't. It's really upsetting. We're not having a Greg's here. The one political book of the year. Why, why, are, they, why are they actually like vampires in Oxford? <laughs> we're not having a Greg's Before we go, we need to make do a shout-out to new superfan of the podcast, Mr Groves, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that's, he just is a new superfan. Yeah, he loves it. He said yeah. it was better, than, be Peter, it's better than Peter Crouch's podcast. Wow, that is, oh, that is our main competition, actually. So that's... Uh, that's exciting. But I have, can I also point out here that I have the best of all the gifts because I've got a single beer, which is very nice. It's called Dump the Trump, and it's got Donald Trump on it as a bit of a zombie type figure in the White House, and it looks lovely. Well, that's collided. Well, be the that's though, that's collided headlong between your liking for beer, but also your love for Donald Trump and its anti-Trump message. And then you can savour it all in one go. Yeah. Lovely. Um, the owner of this company is called the Beer Giraffe. What, his name is yeah, Beer Giraffe? That's a very unusual name. I've just seen how strong yeah. it is. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> right. Should we, we wrap this up? Yep.
Bridge's politics. That is a wrap. Bye. Bye.